Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium free 30-day trial specifically for you, our listeners, at the following URL, GameflyOffer.com slash NerdsWithMikes. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash NerdsWithMikes. Hello, nerds, and welcome to Nerds with Mikes. Today we're talking about the Wild Wild West, what happens if you strap a turd to your face, and we go back to World War I. This is Nerds with Mikes. Hey everyone, I'm Justin. I'm Travis. Uh, Maxwell. Maxwell. Maxwell, wake up, buddy. Wait uh, a minute. Did you call Maxwell? I think I forgot. Oh no. Oh no. Looks like we're going to have to do this one without him. Sorry, Maxwell. We love you. Yes, and hopefully you'll be here for the next one. Yes. All right, so uh, moving on, since he's not with us, what yes. have you been up to? Well, this week uh, has actually been a pretty exciting week on the game front. It has been. A lot of uh, new stuff. A lot of new stuff. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, though, I've been uh, playing a lot of um, Destiny still. Oh, my um, God. However, uh, the 11th um, little game came out called Battlefield 1. You may have heard of it. On what day? Uh, October 11th. Did I say? 18th. <laughs> Did I say 18th? Oh, God. Oh, no, Gears came out October 11th. Yeah, well, I don't think that's right either. But, but, I've, been, but I've been playing uh, Gears as well. Look at that Gears box over there. I see that Gears box. You oh, got i got to show you that console. You yeah, I didn't see it, it Yeah, I'll have to go upstairs and see it later. Yeah, so this week I've been playing a little bit of Gears uh, 4. Um, I also got the themed Xbox uh, based off Gears of War 4. Totally blown away by the quality of it. It was way better than I anticipated, and I'm not even that big of a Gears fan. Honestly. So if, I hear, if I'm hearing you, you're saying it's better than the PS4? No, 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 no. I just meant oh, that's what it the like. cosmetic appearance, I okay, should say. Okay, got it. Uh, I'm telling you right now, and this is just my personal preference, if they would just change the interface of the Xbox One, I would like it so much more. Yeah, I, I've gotten used to it. I kind of like it. No, not me. I don't think I'll ever get used to it. Okay, um, well. Anyways, uh, so I've been playing Gears. Uh, also been playing uh, Destiny still. Uh, and then also... Destiny's uh, Child? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Father. Destiny's Child while playing Battlefield 1, which I have to say is amazing, and we'll get into that conversation later. What about you? Well, uh, so this might be the last week I say this. Oh, no. I played Siege. Okay. But, like you, I've played Battlefield 1. And? And I, that's all I want to play. Same. Yeah. Um, have you been playing uh, more of the campaign or more multiplayer? Uh, you know, I've been playing more multiplayer. I have played a decent bit of the campaign, but multiplayer is where it's at. So I haven't touched the multiplayer in the new game yet. Uh, I've only been playing the story so far. So i got to ask, since you've obviously uh, played it, um, are the maps pretty nice other than the one that obviously is in the beta? They are, but we'll talk about it more in a little bit. Okay. I don't right, want to get too deep into it yeah, yeah, yeah. like I did your mom. Yeah, there it is. He told me before the show not to do that, but now he's the one that did it. Well, you threw in a mom joke, so I figured it out. Yeah, it was a good one, too. Yeah, it was. Um, All right, so let's just jump right in. Okay, This has been a crazy, like, 36, 48 hours. Um, It all started, I think it was Sunday, right? I texted you and said, dude, did you see that tweet that Rockstar put out? Yes. And uh, so they tweeted a picture. It was just the Rockstar logo with that old-timey red... Uh, design that Red Dead Redemption had, and immediately the internet went nuts. It wasn't just me and Travis. The internet went nuts. It went crazy. Um, 
And then, like, it kind of, that was it for the day. And then on Monday, they tweeted a picture. It was like a silhouette of uh, six or seven figures, and it definitely had that. sunset. Yeah, it definitely had that red dead feel. And at this point, we were like, okay, prepare your body. It's happening. My body is ready. Yeah, it's totally ready. And then, uh, so I think it was Tuesday, uh, IGN reported that uh, Rockstar had registered the domain name Red Dead Online. Yes. And we kind of thought, oh, then it's probably the only news we're going to get today. But no. Then they just said, F it. We're announcing the game. Red Dead Redemption 2 coming fall 2017. Unfortunately, we're recording this on a Wednesday. And the trailer will be released on a Thursday at 11 a.m. So we'll definitely talk about that next week. But what are you thinking right now? Um, like I said, number one, my body is ready. Yes. Um, Ripe for the picking. And it also makes me want to go and buy. Um, I'm sad I missed the sale on it because they had it on sale, I think, for 10 bucks on yeah. Xbox. Uh, but I'm ready. I'm beyond ready. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely going to go back and replay Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, I was really hoping that we would get surprised with an April release date. I um, was too. I really thought we would. But you know what? Rockstar is notorious for taking a long time in between games, but typically when they come out, they're usually always solid. So yeah. uh, I, I don't have a problem waiting till fall 2017 because we have a lot of games still coming out. I yeah. think that it will hold us over. Um did you see? Uh, did you happen to see the spoof uh, that the Dead Rising team did for the Red Dead? Oh, I'm looking at that now. I like that a lot. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty that funny cool. for, for Dead Rising Four. So, but uh, but no, I'm I'm ready. Uh, it's long overdue. Yeah, the thing that I think I'm most excited for is if they can bring uh, to Red Dead Two what they brought to GTA Five as far as the online multiplayer component. Yes. Well, yeah. that domain name kind of implies that... Uh, oh, yeah, for sure. I yeah. just meant as far as how robust it is and also the support for that game after it's been launched. Because if you think about it, Grand Theft Auto Five has been out for what now? Two or three years? Uh, yeah, maybe and, four. And it's still getting regular updates for the online component. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're lacking on story DLC uh, for the single-player component. But um, as far as like making it fresh and making it new... Think um, about like, train robberies and stuff. I know. You and your buddies and, take over a yeah, train. Like, it'd be kind of like the heist, right? Yeah. That so, could, uh, rob like little banks and uh, saloons. What about saloons? going on big group hunts together? Oh my god! Just everything about uh, yeah. this game and hog tying people and putting them on the train tracks. Yeah, all to your friends. Oh like if man! You, if you back talk me, I'm gonna strap you to the train tracks. That would be sweet. But yeah. uh, I think this announcement couldn't have happened. I mean, obviously we've all been waiting for a while. Yeah. But if you think about the timing, you know, westerns it, the past few weeks have been in the forefront of everybody's mind because of the show Westworld. Westworld. Um, and if you think about it, like. Westworld said they drew inspiration from games like Red Dead Redemption, um, uh, Bioshock. Sky, Bioshock, Skyrim. Yeah. So for this to come out after this show has gotten Westerns on the forefront of everyone's mind, I just think it's really great timing. The only thing greater would be if it inspired the other developers and we got like a Bioshock 3 and a, uh, a sequel to the next Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> if all those games came out next year? My head would explode. Yeah, mine too. So, I mean, honestly, though... Fall 2017, like I'm Just actually a year away. I, I'm glad that it's actually that close. I mean, because I it wouldn't surprise me if they showed a trailer and like if it would have been Grand Theft Auto Six and said, "Oh, coming out in two years or something." You know yeah. what I mean? So, so I'm fine with this time frame yeah. uh, as long as it doesn't get pushed back. Yeah. So I just I don't know. Red Dead uh, Revolver went on PS4 recently as the PS2 to PS4 classic. So I want uh, Red Dead Redemption to go on PS4 because I don't think it's available yet. It's not. You're gonna have to get it on Xbox, buddy. I'm, 
unless I do. I wonder if it's available PlayStation now. I don't think so. That sucks. Anyways. Yep. All right. Well, the, if if we didn't think that any of the news could get uh, could get bigger yep. this week, Justin, what else do we have happen? I think we've seen it today. Yeah. Well, once again, just another example of bad timing on our part because we're recording on a Wednesday. Uh, Nintendo announced just hours before we started recording that tomorrow they are going to unveil the Nintendo NX in the form of like a three-minute video. This is like the first concrete information on this system that we've gotten. Now, I got I to gotta say... Do you think the timing of this is just convenient that this is also an hour before the trailer for Red Dead 2 Redemption drops? No, I mean... You think they had this date and time planned for months ago? They always drop these things like the day before that they actually do them. They've never like said, oh, we're going to do this in two weeks. It's always been, oh, uh, be up tomorrow morning because we're going to announce yeah. something huge. How sweet would it be, though, if like... Red Dead's they, a launch They co- They coexist. <laughs> yeah. Like being able to play Red Dead Two on the go. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some of um? What are some of your thoughts around this, Justin? What um, is there? Do we have a whole lot of rumors or speculations about? Yeah, you know, what NX is. We've talked about it a few times. Um, where it's like a handheld that can then become a home console, and there's the rumor that it takes cartridges instead of discs. And I don't know. I just want it to be, just based on the rumors that have had me hyped up. I really want it to be a, a full fledged system I can take with me. Yeah, I'm just kind of curious, like, is this going to be the first console in a while that it's not going to feel gimmicky? Um, I mean, the Wii was truly truly innovative. Um, However, when the Wii U rolled around, it was just kind of an upgraded version of the Wii. Um, Are we going to get some serious games that's going to want to make third-party and first-party develops make games for it? Or is it still going to be one of those consoles where we're mostly looking for first party, you know, games and not getting a whole lot of options other than that. Regardless, it'll probably be best to wait until you buy it because if you look at the Wii U, when it launched it had Call of Duty uh whichever one came out at that time, I think Black Ops two maybe. It had um it had Mass Effect three. It had some big titles that launched on the other systems and then those quickly faded away. Yeah. So I'm really excited to see um I'm going to know whether or not after this announcement's over if it's something I'm going to get super excited about. Yeah. Because if I just look at it and I'm like, oh, that just doesn't make sense. Like, oh, you have to move around when you're playing games. Like, if it's truly kind of like a an actual gaming console, like a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox where, you know, I can just sit and play with a controller and not feel like I have to get up and move around to play the games. Um or if it's one of those things where it's going to be super gimmicky. So I guess we don't have to wait that long to find out. And I'm okay with it having the rumored like two controllers, one in each hand, if I can still kind of use it like a regular controller, just my hands are separated and I don't have to rely on motion controls. Because right. then it gives you the option to have motion or not have motion. Right. And I'm also curious to find like where the graphics and power are going to fall. Yeah. Um, 18 teraflops. Yeah, if it's gonna be if it's gonna be on par with what is currently out, um, or if I mean, have they even released that information yet? No, I mean tomorrow. I'm hoping. Yeah, so I'm hoping it's gonna be on par because it always seems like they're a generation behind when it comes to keeping up as far as performance wise. Yeah, Um, three minutes isn't a long time for a video. Yeah, I I I mean it's longer than a movie trailer, but it's. And honestly, we might not actually find out that many details other than what it looks like yeah. and how it perform, you know, and how it plays or whatever. Uh, as far as tech 
information, we may not get any of that tomorrow. Even if I hope it's if we don't, I hope we get like a write up from IGN or something about like, oh, and this is what it is, and this, this, and this. Right. So, all right. Well, um, we also got an announcement today. It seems like this was today, the day for all announcements. Wouldn't uh, you like to announce something too, Travis? Oh, I would love to. Okay. Yes, I'm going to. Okay, go for it. Um, so Apple um, is actually announced that October 27th in the town hall on Apple campus in Cupertino that they're actually holding an event. Um, obviously, uh, there's not a whole lot of details around what this event is about. Um, the invitation that they sent out uh, was kind of interesting. It was the Apple logo with different shades uh, of colors like orange and purple. It was very kind of um, Halloween themed, so to speak. Um but, you know, I don't – you can always read the tea leaves, so to speak, uh, to really dive into it and talk about what you think it is supposed to mean. But I don't know. We're just going to have to wait and see. Um, there's a lot of rumors on the internet that, you know, there could be products announced like refresh computers, maybe iPads. But nobody's really going to know for sure until tomorrow gets here. So uh, not tomorrow, the 27th. Yeah, so – that's exciting. Another thing that we got today, it's like Christmas. It, today just kept giving, Justin. It did. It, it, yeah, this whole week has just been fantastic. Yeah, so we actually got a teaser trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2, which, oh, man. which looks phenomenal. It there does. was only one thing that I was disappointed by, Justin. Let me guess. Is it your... Is it Groot? Well, no, not even that. Okay, it's, my bad. The song that they played was a song from the first movie, and I really thought I was going to get a new song from the volume two. They're not going to reveal that just yet. Dude. Save that for the full trailer. I will tell you, after the first Guardians of the Galaxy, I literally walked out of the movie, pulled out my phone, pulled up iTunes, and I bought the soundtrack. Really? Yeah, I loved it that much. It's a good soundtrack. It is. Uh, but Baby, you didn't even see Baby Groot, did you? I actually missed him. Yeah, you said he was there, but I didn't see him. Yeah, he was so cute. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was going to see if I can pull it up for you. So I saw you him in the movie, what he looked like. But. Yeah, so he uh, it's in the very end when uh, Rocket Raccoon actually uh, shoots a hole um, through the... Uh, he shoots a hole in the wall, but you actually see him sitting on... Um, you see him sitting on Rocket's shoulder, and he's still like a little a little baby. Oh, my gosh. A little baby Groot. See him? Oh my! Yeah, I do now. He's so, tiny. Yeah, so my so what I'm kind of curious about is is he going to be this size throughout the whole movie or I what? I hope so. Yeah. So it's uh, but no, it looks funny. It looks like it has the same sense of humor as the uh, as the first one. So uh, I'm kind of curious to see you know how good it's going to be. Oh, uh, it'll probably be great. I mean, the first one was just fantastic. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Before we get into uh to our main topic, we're gonna pause. Topics. To ooh, topics. We got a deuce of oh, topics. Deuce of topics. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a, a pause. Real quick. Oh. I want to say this real quick. So okay. last week we did episode double deuce. We talked about this in the car earlier. We had no idea when we said double deuce that Travis would, in fact, take two deuces. You can see into the future. Maybe I can. Maybe I'm the key to all the crazy stuff that happens with the show. It's, and, it's possible. Yeah. Uh, Bioshock? Three, not. I mean, Infinite wasn't three. Now you're just three. gonna start naming off all the. Well, clearly not because we have not got a uh, SOCOM remastered. So. Oh, it's the one. Hey, you know what? Never say never. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a break for GameFly. For you, the listeners of Nerds with Mics, GameFly is offering a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameFlyOffer.com/NerdsWithMics. Again, that's GameFlyOffer.com. Slash nerds with mics for your free 30 day trial. And we're back. 
thanks again, Gamefly, for being a great sponsor. You are truly the best. The best. Uh, and if you haven't signed up for a free trial, it literally costs you nothing. Zero doll hairs. But it helps us out tremendously. Uh, it helps uh, bring in revenue for us to actually get free stuff to give away. Yep. Um, so literally, if you sign up and you try the 30 days and you cancel before your 30 days is up, we still get credit. So if you guys want to support the show, go sign up for 30 days. If you don't think you like it or the money's just not there, you're literally out nothing. Just cancel within the 30 days. Zero doll hairs. Zero doll hairs, but it helps Done. us out. So thanks again, Gamefly, for your support. Yes. Uh, so today's topic is we're going to be discussing a couple smaller topics, but just because they're small doesn't mean they're not big. <laughs> yeah, sure. Is that um, what you tell your wife? Yep, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> so for the first one... Uh, I'm really excited to talk about this because of some things I'll bring up here in a minute, Justin. Okay. Uh, the first one is PlayStation VR. It's finally here. It's finally here. So, uh, real quick, <clears throat> on either the first episode, we, okay, when we first started, we did like episode 0, 0. 0.5, and then episode you're 1. You're going to exactly what I was going to talk about. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, then. You take over. So, I don't want to steal your thunder. So, so I'm going to start off by giving a fact. Yeah. So the PlayStation VR, uh, their sales have actually sold 50,000 units in Japan the first week, which... That's just in Japan. Just in Japan. That place an, is tiny. And for an accessory, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, an expensive one. Yes. But what I think Justin was going to talk about is when we very first started recording this podcast around... I think it was around the E3 time, right? It was March. It was well before E3. Yeah, yeah. So anyways... Uh, it was it was long enough ago. It was when the the PlayStation VR trailers first started rolling out with gameplay trailers and things like that. And I think you may have heard it at the top of the show when Justin was introducing it that um, all about strapping a turd to your face. It, it and I quote: "Is that right, Justin?" That was a reference I made to uh, Robot Golf. Yeah, which I still haven't played. Don't want to play that okay, one. Okay, but now when I said that Batman VR was never announced. Until but, Dawn was never but announced. I know, but even Batman VR, there was literally nothing to go off of. But I still said that before E3. Okay. Before that well, was announced. Well, let's just make it clear. But I did, in fact, say I thought the PlayStation VR was going to be a turd. And I think Maxwell and I made mention to strapping a turd to your face. Okay. And the only other thing I want to set before we get into this discussion is Justin, for a short while, owned an Oculus Rift. Sure did. And he had some time with that, so just keep that in mind, and I'm sure he'll kind of talk about in his experience I'll like compare him. the pros and cons, things like that. Now, keep in mind before we get into this, this is just a matter of opinion. Uh, I've had a short amount of time with it, uh, I'd say less than two hours worth. I think Justin's had a fair amount of time with it. So, yep. so Justin, we're going to start with you, uh, and then I'll kind of give my thoughts, and we'll just kind of go back and forth. So what is your overall uh, impressions? If it is, in fact, a turd, it's the best turd I've ever seen. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I it, will it, rub it on my chest. I will rub it all over me. Um, it is impressive. Uh, much more impressive than I thought it would be. Coming from the Rift, I didn't have motion controllers. And I've always kind of discounted just how important motion controllers were. I was fine using my Xbox controller with the Rift. <clears throat> well, whenever I use the PSVR, I, I get upset when it doesn't have a game that uses motion controllers. It just adds so much to the experience and it should be a necessity for all games really um it it's just great it is comfortable uh much more comfortable than the rift um despite being heavier it's actually heavier than the rift but it's much more comfortable the controllers just feel fine um when it comes to the overall game quality the rift yeah it had a few decent games the drift was nice 
Uh, Lucky's Tale was pretty good. I'm trying to think what all I played. Um, but when it comes to the PSVR, that just blows it out of the water. I mean, Batman, Until Dawn, London Heist, which changes first-person shooters for me forever. Um, just, I mean, you played London Heist. What did you think? So, um, honestly, uh, honestly, I didn't know what to think going into it. Um, it starts you off, obviously, you're sitting uh, in a chair, I think, and there's basically this guy that that is kind of like a crime lord or a crime boss, and he's just kind of yelling at you. The first thing that I immediately um, recognized is you feel so much more immersive when you can see your hands. Yes. That's the biggest thing. And the thing that made it for me is when you squeeze on the back triggers, your hands actually close. It's not like a set animation. It's a it's pressure sensitive. Yeah, so the lighter that you press in on it, the slower he closes his hand. You turn them over, and just I, the biggest thing I noticed was just the overall quality. In case of, you're wondering, Travis is moving his hands yeah, around right now. <laughs> the quality of the graphics on your hands, and not only that, but it's how you can how you the can one to one detection. Yeah, the how you can interact with the environment. Um, and the thing is, is like I've never like you brought your Oculus over, but I didn't really play it honestly. I, I tried a couple things, but the first thing I immediately picked up on is just how intuitive and like. You just think you can do it, and that's just generally the way that it works. Like if you see a key, you reach over, you pull the back trigger, you pick it up, yep. you put it in the lock, and then you naturally just think, oh, I need to turn my wrist right to unlock it. Like you just – you don't think about it. Yeah, it just happens. And it just happens. And um, yeah, I don't know, man. I was just overall really impressed. Uh, you know, the shoot – when you start to shoot and you have to pick up a clip with one hand and then load it at the bottom of it. Um, and just – I don't know, man. Just overall like – I definitely like the first part of shooting. I, I like the driving part where you're shooting the least. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that when you're shoot, in that shootout, you can duck under the desk. Yeah. And, and it's just, it, I don't know, man. It's just so cool. Like, I thought that set the bar. Um, and then we play Batman. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, don't get me wrong. And you still haven't played Until Dawn. No, I haven't played that yet. I but, can't wait. But, uh, but like when I looked at London Heist, it was part of the like samples or whatever, right? Um, yeah. It's about a thirty minute experience, I'd say. But uh, I thought, man, this for just a thirty minute experience, this is solid. I want a full fledged game. And then yeah, and then and then we put on Batman, and I literally could spend hours just standing in the Batcave, just like tinkering with stuff. Yeah. That's the thing I noticed about Batman immediately was everything is so interactive. Like, and if you are just poking buttons and flipping switches and knobs, it works. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's just my overall impressions thus far. Uh, I, I kind of stole everything that you were going to talk about, but what's your, um, no, no, no. Um, so we talked about comfort. So I noticed that the headset I think is by far way more comfortable than the Oculus for what short time I had. All the yeah. weight seems to be, uh, distributed on the back of your head. So it doesn't feel like it's weighing you down. Um, the game quality I thought was pretty solid. Um, one of the things that I picked up on immediately was when you're just using it as a screen, and I didn't know this until you told me, but it's like you're sitting in a theater, so yeah. it scales the screen. Uh, and we had some short time playing Battlefield 1 just using it as a display, yeah. and that was actually really cool too. And the graphics really didn't – I don't really get the impression that they were degraded that much. No, um, I noticed a little bit of blur for me, but that may be because – Once you like focused your eyes on because it, Because I'm using – right. anyway. But 
it may also have something to do with me and glasses and stuff too. I wish I didn't have to wear glasses because I think it would make it that much better. But it was still comfortable uh, with me wearing glasses. It just still felt comfortable. I didn't. One thing I was really surprised about is that no time did I feel any kind of sickness or feel disoriented or anything like that. And that was the thing that I was most concerned about. Um, but I didn't feel any of that. Now I heard there's a couple games that you do, and I think you may mention that as well. So yeah. Um, so what do you think? Okay. Well, first of all, with the rift, I got very sick when I played the drift. Um, like miserable. Um, it was awful. Uh, with this one, with the first day I played it, I don't know if I just spent too much time with it on my head without taking a break, but I did get a little woozy. Uh, but it quickly went away, and I was playing again that evening. Now with Eve Valkyrie, um. That one I did okay until I started doing barrel rolls like an idiot. Oh, um, that sounds rough. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> I did that and I was like, well, there goes my cookies. I just tossed them. You tossed them. Tossed those cookies. I didn't really, but uh, it's pretty rough. Now, compared to the Rift, the Rift does have some pros that, uh, that the PSVR doesn't have. First of all, it does work with your computer. So things like Vorpix, which I've mentioned before, still work. So you can play non-VR games. However, I don't know. I just feel like this was a better purchase. I'll be honest. I bought the PSVR. Um, I had it in my head that it's gonna. I'm not going to like it, and I'm probably gonna, probably going to sell it and buy the Rift again. And I'm dead set on keeping this thing. I think the big thing that really makes it, I think if you owned a PlayStation, I would not recommend buying the PlayStation VR if you can't immediately have the Move controllers with it. Oh, yeah. Because I think, honestly, that's really what makes it. Like, if I think about the experiences... You'll be that, let down. Yeah, if I think about the experiences that I had, now, and, and if I think about not having the move controllers, to me, it would just totally not make the experience for me. Two examples in which I think the controller is okay, the regular controller, and that's you Valkyrie, because I think it actually requires you to have the DualShock. And that's fine. And Drive Club. which With Drive Club, you can actually use the steering wheel if you have one, but I don't have one. And the controller was fine for me there, too. Um, but yeah, like with Batman, you have the option to use the move controllers or a dual shock and same thing with London heist. Always, always use the move controllers. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that I'm also excited to see, and if you end up keeping this, uh, until the end of November, I'm probably going to have a PlayStation pro by now. And I would be excited to see, cause they say that the PlayStation pro is supposed to make the games look even better. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see. I mean, cause it already looks good now, but I yeah. can't imagine what it's going to look like if, uh, if it's powered by the PlayStation Pro. So I'm kind of excited about that. Do you still have to use the processing unit whenever you use it? Unfortunately, the... I do believe you do. Okay. Um, That's not and, that, and that actually brings up another point that I wanted you to ask about, or that I want to ask you about is what do you think about the overall setup? I mean, I kind of seen it here, but, but let's talk about from the experience of when you first took it out of the box. To be completely honest, it is worse than the Rift setting it up. Because you need you need more space than you thought you would, right? You do, yeah. That's another thing with the with the uh, Rift. It's not room scale yet. That's coming later this year. Uh, the PSVR, I wouldn't. I would call it like room scale light. Um, you have a, a a radius in which you you can kind of move around and explore, but it's not like I can walk from point A to point B. I can walk around point A and I can teleport to point B and then walk around point B. Yeah. Um. But yeah, setup was kind of a pain. There was way more cables than uh, the Rift had, even though most of them was just kind of plugging them in and to make it one long cable. Right. Uh, and then the tracking, for the most part, was perfect. Um, there was a couple times where I was sitting down um, that it, it 
seemed a little jittery when I when I was a little bit too far. But I like how they handle it though. Like it seems to fade to black and say yeah. it stops tracking. So I like the way that they handled that. But it seemed like when I was standing up and I was being more active with it that it seemed to track just fine. So. Uh, but yeah, my overall first impressions just for the short amount of time that I had with it is it makes me want a full game in VR. Yeah. Resident Evil 7. Could you imagine? I mean, I haven't played the, uh, is it Blood Rush or whatever it's called? Rush of Blood. Yeah, Rush of Blood. Like, I haven't played that yet. So I may be in the horror genre and then I play this and then I'm like, I don't ever want to play a scary game in this again. (laughs) Um, but it's uh, creepy. Yeah. I also want to try the, the, the kitchen demo as well. Yeah. I haven't actually played that one yet. You know what would be terrifying? What's up? The PT, uh, the PT teaser in uh, in VR. We'll never get a chance to play yep, it. Yep, so sad. Yeah, maybe Allison Road. Oh yeah, that looks really good. Yep. Um, but yeah, so overall, um, do you feel comfortable giving it like a, a rating on a scale of ten? Sure. What would you give it? I, I'm not um, gonna say. I'm gonna spend this next week or this coming week with yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll maybe we should write a review for the site. Yeah, I, I, I might do something like that. So, well, we can split it since I'm, since you're gonna let me borrow it. We can uh, we can have these. Yeah, sounds good. Um, if I have to give it a score, um, it's it's not perfect. Um, it does have some faults. Um, it is more enjoyable to me personally than the what the Rift was. Um, I would give it an eight eight point five eight or eight point five. Um, I think that's I think that's fair. It makes me really excited about future versions. Right, but I kind of wish here. I have two two wishes for this version. I wish they would um, maybe tweak the move controller a bit. Uh, maybe. I can't believe. And, and let me just jump in real quick. Now, cosmetically, they don't look any different. I don't know if they've done anything any internally, but I cannot believe that's the same move controller that's been out since the PS3. Yep. That's yeah, just I think crazy it is. Yeah, I don't think they changed anything. Yeah, that's just crazy to me. I I, I can't imagine because I know that if you buy it, the old move controllers, you can use them. You know that that I mean to be fair, that speaks a lot. I mean, because those things they must... jack the price up on them. Well, not only that, <laughs> but I guess it speaks to the fact that those things are really uh, ahead of its time when they first came out. If they're still using, it's them. like six year old tech. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of why I wish they would revise them a little bit. You know, how, like when the Wii did the Wii Motion Plus. Maybe like an attachment or maybe just re-release them and charge me $50 for each one. I don't care. Just something to improve the tracking a little bit. Uh, three three suggestions. That was one. Two, honestly, I don't really like that camera either. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm not a huge... I, I, haven't, I didn't really get to mess with it as much as you did, obviously, yeah. but is adjusting it a little bit difficult? A little bit. Yeah, getting the sweet spot. It would be nice if they can make one. And I, you know, I know that you're a Sony fanboy, but maybe something more similar to the Kinect. The Kinect can track you. It oh, can, yeah. It can adjust the lens to follow you. That really makes more sense. It really does. And then the, my third third suggestion is implement the navigation controller from the PlayStation Move. That's what I was getting right asked. Do you yeah. think eventually they will? I hope so. I know that the, naviga- the navigation controller didn't have that little colorful bulb on the end, and that's required for the PlayStation camera to see it and track it. But not if you use it just for navigation. Yeah, that way, like, if, say, a Fallout 4 comes to VR, I don't have to teleport. I can use my analog stick and walk over there. Yeah. Or for the or for the Tomb Raider game when yep. you're exploring in the manor. That too. Um, another thing you could do also is because um, this is something you could actually do back in the day with the PlayStation Move is you could hold the one move control in your right hand and then hold your Dual Shock in the left and just hold that left part of the Dual Shock. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that actually has the light bar. 
Oh, that's so right. So that should work. I mean, I don't know why. I'm just. I mean, it's probably down the road. I mean, this is just the beginning of what I think will be a long life. Yeah. Now, did the two used to tether together like the nunchuck and the? They were completely wireless, if I remember correctly. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, that would make sense then. Uh, is there anything else that you want to add about PlayStation VR? What about the price? Do you think the price is fair? Well, honestly, yeah. Uh, well, I think that the, the launch bundle, bundle is fair. It's. I was going to say, it would be a no-brainer if you were going to get them why you wouldn't get the bundle. Because it's $100 more, but I think yeah. you get $170 worth of stuff. And that's still $100 cheaper than just the Rift without the Oculus Touch controllers and $300 cheaper than the Vive with their controllers. Because you have to have a pretty decent rig to run those efficiently, right? For the Rift? Yes. Well, yeah, you did until they created that new tech that where you can play it on a low, lower-end PC. But, oh, really? But I haven't, I haven't tried that yet. Oh, okay. Here's another wish I have, and this is more for the modding community if you're listening. Uh, create some firmware for PC for me. Ooh. If I could hook that thing up to my computer and use Vorpix, that'd be sweet. And there's no reason really why I don't think I could. That's true. The I'm processing sure. unit's USB. It all plugs into the processing unit. Come on, make it happen, oh, modding community. Yeah, he's really looking for that VR porn. Don't let him fool you. No, <laughs> I can get that on my PlayStation. Uh, no, but I really do want to use Vorpix still. Uh, play some Skyrim, whatever. Is that the one that makes any two D or not a three D game? Any non VR game, yeah. Man, that'd be sweet. Yeah, I think it could definitely happen. I think it probably will, but maybe a year or so from now. Yeah, I like that. The fact though that, and I hope they don't change this via software update. But I like the fact that virtually anything that you plug in HDMI, you can use with it. Yeah. Like, uh, people have been using their Xboxes, their PCs. Um, I mean, honestly, like, like I could really see the value. Like, if, if my wife wants to watch something on TV and I either want to play a video game or watch something on Netflix, on being able to use that as a separate, a separate thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you imagine uh, how cool it would be to plug your Xbox into it? Snap TV and watch TV while you're playing a game with your VR headset on. That'd be insane. This is the future, kids. Because the thing is, is it scales it like a, like you're in a theater, yeah. which I'm so glad they did. I didn't want them to do it where it looks like there's literally just kind of like a, a smartphone right in front of your face. No, it, it definitely gives the impression that you're sitting like 20 rows up in a stadium seat at the Do theater. you think they'll eventually add like themes? Because like, I know that like the Samsung Gear VR, like you can look like you're on the moon or in an actual theater where there's seats and stuff. I don't know. It'd be nice. You know what I'd like to see them add? I already know. What, no, I don't know what you're going to say, but I know what I want you to say. What? Uh, do you remember back in the day, which I know you weren't a huge PS3 fan, but do you remember PlayStation Home? I was literally about to say that. That's it. You read my mind. Dude, that would be so sweet because yeah, literally you could all walk into a theater together, look around and see people. Um, I'm anxious to play that bar game that you were telling me about. Yeah, it's fun. It's a little finicky. I actually didn't get a chance to really play. I just kind of walked around the bar. There was another person in my bar, which is cool. Can you walk to the bar and get drinks? I don't know. I didn't get that far. You you know if someone's in there because you'll see the headset. Like you'll see a person with a headset on. Oh, really? That's yeah. cool. And that's, you'll, that's how you'll know it's a real person and not an NPC. Well, I have to say, though, that for it to be a launch, yeah. I feel like it was a super successful launch. Now, obviously, yeah. I don't know what figures look like, but if I'm basing their launch off the experience that I had just in two hours, I'm sold. Yeah. You think you're going to buy it? I've, I will eventually, but I've told myself that I want to get a PlayStation Pro first before yeah. I get the headset. Right. And that'll work out because you can just bring it over and see what it's like on a Pro. And if you're like, oh, it's not really worth the upgrade, I don't care. My only only complaint so far that I've read about, because uh, it would it would impact me, is evidently when your, PlayStation, when, your, when your PlayStation VR is hooked up through your TV, 
if you want to display any HDR content on your TV, you through, have to unplug it. You all have right. to unplug it because they didn't put an active pass through. That's stupid. So every time that I want to just play my PS4 and get HDR, I have to unplug it. Yeah. Which I know it's not doesn't sound like a huge deal, but it you kind of is. It's just inconvenient. Yeah, I mean, it just depends on your setup, but I mean. It's kind of a hassle to set up and take yeah, down. Yeah, like we've had customers come into the store and they've been trying to figure out like ways around it. Oh, can I get an HDMI splitter? But none of that stuff works. Yeah. So, All right, well, I think we've talked enough about PlayStation VR. Yeah. Uh, and we kind of handed it on what our other topic was going to be. Justin, why don't you go ahead and start that? Battlefield 1. It came out for us early enlisters on Tuesday. And you said you've been playing the campaign? I have. I've been playing more multiplayer. So that kind of works out for our conversation here. Uh, How much of the campaign have you played? If you had to, ba- did you do just um, the first mission, or did I, you not? See, even that's the finish? thing. Like you mentioned, the cutscenes kind of stitched together the missions. I don't really know how far I am because there's been a couple cutscenes. Well, it pulls you back to the map for you to start a whole other section. Oh, that hasn't happened yet. Then okay. Um, well, first, uh, let's start. I'll let you talk about multiplayer. Then I'll talk of the campaign, and we'll figure out how far apart we are. Uh, multiplayer is so intense; it's uh, nerve wracking. Um, and if you've got a, a good squad of uh, friends that you like to play with, then it's a lot of fun. Um, like I was playing by myself earlier, and uh, I don't know, nobody was healing or reviving. It was really kind of annoying. But like last night and the few nights before, I've been playing with my buddies uh, I play Siege with. <laughs> and uh, I think we've all moved on to this, basically. But um, it was just so much fun. Like everybody had a role. We all we followed through with that role. And uh, so intense. Yeah, I like, that's one of the things that I've always liked about the Battlefield games is where obviously you guys like playing Siege because you're like in a team or a squadron. Yeah. Battlefield has always been about you being in a squad and then you being part of a bigger picture or a yeah. bigger mission or a bigger purpose. Um, so even though you guys are playing a massive multiplayer game, like you're still able to be kind of in your own squad, which yep. is kind of cool. So, uh, so yeah, um, what, uh, let's talk about the the maps and the environments for multiplayer. Um, have you got to play on an assortment of maps? Yeah, I, I may have even played on them all. I'm not really sure yet. I've been really keeping track, but good variety. Um, just uh, a lot of variety, really. And I haven't really found any huge map problems. I've kind of enjoyed all of them so Has far. Been pretty smooth online? Oh, yeah. I've had no problems. The only issue I've had is, I don't know if it's just because, like, these are old-timey guns, or maybe I just suck, but... There's been several instances where I've been shooting at somebody. They're right in my crosshairs, like I'm firing. And it's not even like a long-distance shot where there's bullet drop. It's like kind of close. And I won't register a hit. Hmm. It's so frustrating. But, I mean, that's just part of the game, I guess. If it's, if it's happening to me, it's probably happening to everybody else. So. That's true. Um, it could just be it could be the game and something they can fix an update, or you could just be terrible. Who I'm knows? probably terrible. Um, I did get a kill with the headset on earlier, though. I did, too. I got a sniper kill. Uh, i tell you, it's nice uh, sniping uh, with the headset on. Um, I'll tell you what is also really gratifying is uh, flying in a plane in first-person mode while having the VR headset on. I have to check that out. There's there's some things that I wish that it was moved closer to your face just for certain experiences, like when you're in a plane. You can adjust that. Oh, can you? And uh, you have to go to the uh, VR settings, but you can adjust that. It'd be a cool if there was a button that could just do it on the fly. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you might be able to. Um, there's a setting for VR where you can make it smaller, medium, which is what it was set on, and large. Oh, okay. That 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 would be interesting. I might have to yeah. play around with that. But uh, large though really requires you to you know look your head around oh, okay. and get everything. And that's one of the cool things when you are in a theater. It's not like you're looking straight ahead. Like literally, you can look to the, each corner of the screen and things like that. It's really neat. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so multiplayer so far for you has been solid. I haven't played it yet other than the beta. Uh, I've really been kind of taken back by the um, the campaign. Uh, when I played the campaign for Battlefield 4, it didn't really, it didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really like capture me. Like I, I wasn't like totally drawn and sucked in. Um, I wasn't invested in kind of the story, so to speak. But I have to say, the way that they've done the campaign in Battlefield 1... That first level. Yeah, because the thing is, is like, like when you start, like you're playing a character and you're just automatically assuming, okay, this is going to be the guy that I play through the entire thing, yeah. right? Uh, and then you die. And I think it's their way of kind of introducing a tutorial without telling you it's a tutorial, if you think about it. Because um, you're starting off, you're a guy with a rifle, you're basically trying to hold the line as the enemies are pushing forward. Uh, and I held out for two or three minutes and nothing was changing, so I, I just kind of assumed, well, maybe I'm not supposed to win, I don't know. Uh, but then I got killed, and then it showed my character's name with the date of birth and, and, and a date of death. And then I, and then I actually trans, uh, and then I kind of move on to another character on the battlefield in a in a different role but during the same fight and i'm like behind a machine gun yeah. and i'm holding off and i'm holding off and then i die and then i go to another one to a guy inside of a tank uh, so i thought it was a really clever way to kind of to let you try out all the game mechanics before kind of letting you loose throughout the rest of the campaign uh and it was really interesting because as you're doing this it's like kind of giving you facts about world war one yeah um and there's kind of like a, even like almost like a narration while you're doing it as well uh, but I have to say, the first thing that I kind of was taken back by, which is how, and and I mean, obviously, this probably doesn't even hold a candle to how it actually went down, um, but is how gritty yeah. the game is. You know, I mean, it's just, it, I, it's really hard to explain. Like, it's just dark, it's messy, like, people hitting each other with shovels. Like, I mean, it's just... It's intense. It, it's just trench warfare yeah um it's the only way i can really describe it now the first uh because i think you can theoretically when you're doing the campaign i think you can theoretically start wherever you want to because the way that you're doing it is you're basically playing in the same war but you're playing through these stories that are happening in different parts of the world um i think you're playing in arabia at some point and you're just all over the place but the one that i started with was the tank one is that the one you started on yeah yeah so the pigeon yeah yeah which was intense by the way yeah. uh and i don't really want to try to give any spoilers away but what justin was kind of uh alluding to earlier as i was telling him that this game i think is one of the first ones to actually make a story matter in a in a first person shooter if yeah. that makes sense it's just like a military shooter modern warfare tried and it, it i think it was successful in doing that but this just where it was a true it's a real war well not only that but the way that they do it like in in call of duty they're notorious for when you get done with the mission they pull you out you're kind of getting a, a debriefing before the next mission that's yeah. kind of your loading screen so to speak but the way the battlefield does it is when you finish a chapter or an act and you're moving on to the next part, there's a cutscene playing, and then you go from that cutscene directly into more gameplay. So so you're playing for an hour, hour and a half, and you're playing through this one story without being taken out of that experience because the the cutscenes are loading into the next portion of the game and you don't know it. At no point, as far as I remember 
seeing a loading screen at all during the actual time that I was playing the first chapter. Um, and I think to me, what's your thoughts on, um, and then I'll give mine on, I know you didn't play a whole lot of the campaign, but just like the, the characters, the voice acting, like what, what's your thoughts on it? It's very cinematic. Uh, it could be a Steve, a Steven Spielberg. It's very Spielberg esque. Um, just like you said, gritty, intense. Um, I don't know. It kind of feels like I'm playing a movie. Yep. Um, it's just really gripping. Uh, it just has me hooked. Yeah, and the music is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's really good. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Macho man. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that the character. Well, obviously, there's going to be more to come because I've only played the first chapter. But um, the biggest thing is, is like the character uh, chemistry is really, really good. Have you seen the movie uh, with Brad Pitt called Fury? I actually have not. It's a really good movie, but at certain points during that, uh, during this uh, chapter of the game, where you're most you're with a tank squad, like I felt like I was in Fury. I felt like I was Brad Pitt. It was awesome. Who doesn't want to feel like Brad Pitt? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess Angelina Jolie doesn't. Oh God, yeah. that escalated so quickly. It did. Um, I think the biggest thing is is like the the game itself is getting, you know, really good reviews, like four and a half out of five eights out of tens nines out of tens 19s out of 20s yeah (laughs) i think the biggest thing is is how they support the game i mean obviously we know they're going to come out with a a season pass and dlc and and battlefield has always been really good with coming out with that stuff but i'm curious of what they're going to add um Um, on the multiplayer menu it says fog of war modes coming soon i wonder what that is i think it's just like everything's really foggy but i could be wrong i don't really know um, and then, did you um, notice the inter- hardcore? Did you notice the integrated menus for other Battlefield games? Yeah, within? you can, like launch right into the other one. How weird would it be if they had a massive, like you just say, okay, I want to play multiplayer, and you're going from World War One to Battlefield Four. Oh 4. my god, that's amazing! And I then, want that. and then, and then they said Hardline was coming soon. Yeah, we can leave that one out. So if you own all of them, I wonder if you can literally say, "I don't care what I play, I'm just going to play." And you're going from like you'll be playing at Modern Warfare at one point, like with Battlefield Four, and then all of a sudden you're back in like World War One. Like I think that would be sweet. It would be. Or if they had modes where you were playing in World War One, but you had modern guns. Oh my god! Like they could just do so much with it if you own. Like the games, yeah. Like I just think if you're gonna have them all in one menu, why wouldn't you do something like that? Yeah. But you got to think like you have to be able to load more than one game. So, but if the install files could kind of talk to one another, I don't know if that's a possibility, but that would be super cool. Yeah, um, it'd be a little disorienting. (laughs) I know, right? But it would be pretty great. How crazy would it be to be on the ground, World War One, all your old guns, but you see F-17s just flying above? Oh, Jesus, that'd be crazy. <laughs> like, it would just be crazy. But uh, but no, my overall impression so far, Battlefield One, it's really good. It's um, it's fantastic. Yeah. And and the thing is, is even if you're not a fan of Battlefield, like if you're a diehard Call of Duty fan, um, if you think about Call of Duty games before. They started going downhill, in my opinion. Like, if you think about, like, War to War and some of the others, like, if you like those style of games, then you should definitely check Battlefield out. Um, speaking of Call of Duty. Okay. I played the beta. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Infinite Warfare. And <laughs> that game is so bad. Oh, seriously? It is awful. Now, you just mean the gameplay? Was it glitchy? What I mean, no, just keep in mind. It's no, a- it's just not a good game. 
Oh. Yeah, like I'm very disappointed, and I'm even more disappointed that I paid eighty dollars to get Modern Warfare. Basically, I just duped. He did about it. Yeah, he did. Travis just let out a big one. Um, yeah, it's bad. And I played that before I played Battlefield One. Jetpacks. Yeah, uh, the little jump boost and the wall running. I mean, it's basically just a combination of the last three games, uh, except the last three games sucked. Well, let me ask you. So at this point in time, if you had to pick between playing Titanfall 2 and the new Call of Duty, which would you pick? Titanfall 2 in a heartbeat. And you haven't even played it? No. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it has to be better than that. You know the best part about the game that you bought? What? Modern Warfare. I know, yeah. And you know what? No regrets. Question. Um, I mean, we're all regrets, but I wish I would have standalone. Did I just make up in my mind that they're going to have a VR mission in Modern Warfare? No, it's in Infinite Warfare. Oh. Yeah, I don't think I want that anymore. You think it's the space battle? I don't know, man. God. It was bad. I didn't even download it because I didn't even want to. Yeah, it just... Just don't do it. No, there's like robot dogs now that can... Like, you can turn into a robot dog. I'm over it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I was talking to somebody at work the other day, and I was telling them how excited for Battlefield 1 I was, and they were like... They said, you know, I'm just not a big... I'm just not a big Battlefield fan. I'm more of a Call of Duty fan. I said, why? And, uh, like, I get it. Each their own. It's fine. But I asked him why, and he was like, I don't like the vehicles. I was like, okay. I was like, let me guess. You also don't like bullet drop and actually, you know, the realism of the game. He's like, no. (laughs) I just want to run on walls. Yeah. (laughs) Jump really high. I just don't understand, like, I don't know. Like, because I used to like Call of Duty. Like, I like Call of Duty up until... I even liked Black Ops. Which one when they started going futuristic? Like that's the last one, Black Ops Three. Yeah, like I like I liked it up till Black that one actually. Like I didn't like it. wasn't a great game for me, but I enjoyed it infinitely more than I like. Did both Modern Warfare is fantastic. World of War, fantastic. There's three Modern Warfare's. Is three good? I don't know. I never I played, played it. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of what I. But anyways, like I used to be a Call of Duty fan, but I also like Battlefield at the same time. I've never really liked just one over the other, but after. Um, Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfighter. Like, I bought Advanced Warfighter because I was like, this game has Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I'll buy anything with Spacey. And then I played it, and I was like, no, I can't. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, the rumor going around right now is that that next year's uh, game will actually be in Vietnam, which if they can kind of go back, you know, scale it back a little bit, and maybe still have the weapon customization that we've gotten used to, I might be okay with that, but... You know what's going to happen? It's Jetpacks. They're going to somehow figure out a way in Infinite Warfare to time travel back to Vietnam to prevent something from happening. Jesus Christ. I quit. <laughs> I'm done. That's what's going to happen. Um, oh, God, so bad. I know, right? Yeah. Um, they, I wish they would go back to World War Two, go back to kind of like the old gameplay, and do the weapon customization, like your character, your class customization. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, they still have... um. They still have the customization for weapons and stuff in the new Battlefield game, correct? Yeah, uh, to an extent. Okay. All right, well, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I Listen, I'm just glad Battlefield 1's good because I would have hate for Battlefield 1 to come out knowing it's going to be probably the only first-person shooter I'm going to play for a while because there's not really a whole lot coming out. Because uh, if it would have been terrible and I, and I would have had to... Like, try Call of Duty, I would have been really upset. Yeah. Uh, real quick, what did you think of Dishonored? I know you played it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
it's actually really fun. Yeah. And kind of it's the gameplay was more um I don't want to say intuitive. It was uh there was a lot more to it than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. Um stealth assassinations are sweet. Um you know, uh dude rats, man. Yeah, some of those little creatures. Rats kill everything. Yeah. But uh but no, it's good. Uh You looking forward to the two? Yes, graphics actually hold up pretty well. Um the story's really cool. It's kind of like a steampunk type game. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's really cool. Uh, I like the fact it it definitely feels like it has kind of a uh, an Elder Scrolls or Skyrim type feel to it, um, with the choices and all that type of stuff. It's got a couple Almost of, like Bioshock too. It's it, kind of yeah. like a mixture of Skyrim and Bioshock together. Yeah, I think it has two endings. Oh yeah. Yeah, if you play uh, stealthy and not summon the rats and stuff as much, you get a better ending. I've been playing more stealthy. Um, so, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, so I, you know what game I've also, I know we keep going on about random stuff, but you know what game I actually tried out and actually really like, What's up? have you played, cause I know I, I bought it, but I don't know if you've downloaded and played it. Have you played shadow warrior? Oh, I own that one. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I think I bought it. Oh yeah. I already owned it, man. It's good. Yeah. How much did you pay for that? Oh, I think I got it on sale for eight bucks. Okay. I paid like eight or seven or eight. But, yeah. uh, it is really fun. I had no idea it was by the same developer as Duke Nukem. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. And Duke Nukem uh, 20th anniversary or 25th or yeah. 30th or a hundredth. I don't know. But, uh, the guy's name's Wang. So how can he not like it? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it's, it's really fun. The melee, like the, the melee fighting is really good. I really want to play the new one. Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. But uh, all right, well, enough about that. Um, we would also like to hear um, everyone's thoughts uh, on Battlefield 1 or PlayStation VR if you've had a chance to play either. We would love to hear some feedback from you guys. Either send it to our Facebook or you can email us at uh, podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. And we might read your tidbit yeah, on the air. Yeah, we would love to have some stuff on the air. So chances are if you send it in, it's going to get read because we don't get any mail. So no, We don't. We have a, quite a few listeners, but... Nobody wants to talk to us. Yeah, for those of you listening to our voice, we'd really appreciate it if you'd participate. Yep. We, would, we would love to hear from you guys. Yep, the two of you. <laughs> yeah, the two, no, the two of you, bro. <laughs> um, all right, well, let's, uh, oh, this is going to be sad because Maxwell's not here. Because you know what it's time for. Pick of the week. <laughs> At least that week it was all in sync. Yeah, no lag. <laughs> we really just need to record that so we just plug it in. I don't I know why agree. we sing it every single we week. We need to have him record his do 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 and actually all of it, and then we'll just match it up with ours. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. All right, Justin, we're going to start by uh, start with you. I have a feeling I know what yours is going to be, but go ahead. PSVR, I know we spent like 30 minutes talking about it just 30 minutes ago or whatever, but um, it's good. It is legit. It's the cheapest way to get into the VR world, and I recommend it. Um not, I mean, there, there's actually quite a few games out for it now. Uh, if, you know, Batman's probably the biggest one. Drive Club's up there until dawn. Um, but I'm just excited of what's coming next. I, I do think it will be around for a while. I think so, too, especially since uh, seeing a lot of the support that they've gotten right out of the gate. I think that uh, I think that's really surprising for me. I didn't, you know, it's definitely had a stronger launch than I would have anticipated. Um, but yeah, no, I can see why that's your pick of the week. Yep. And to nobody's surprise, my pick of the week is Battlefield One because, well, it's Battlefield One. It's um, incredible, and it's incredible. Uh, if you're a fan of war games and you're a fan of uh, great campaigns with great story, um, and you just like multiplayer, Battlefield One is probably the best sixty dollars or forty seven ninety nine if you buy it at Best Buy or Gamers Club Unlocked. But 
Yep. It's a really good pickup. Or Amazon. Amazon has like 20%. Yeah, or Amazon. Yeah, if you want to be a sponsor of Amazon, that's fine. Yeah. But yeah, Battlefield 1, uh, you will not be disappointed. No. Uh, I can't say the same if you end up picking up Call of Duty on November 4th, but uh, yeah, you'll definitely <sighs> so not bad. be disappointed. So. All right. Well, Justin, you want to go ahead and uh, close this out? Yeah. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. We look forward to hearing from you. As Travis mentioned before, send us all your feedback. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and you can reach us via email at podcast at nerdswithmikes.com. Um, if you follow us on Twitter already, you know that we announced our Scream on Stream event coming up later this month. Yes. Can't wait for that. Did we get a code? Oh, we did. Won't you go ahead and let everyone know what we're going to be streaming? Uh, we will be streaming Hello Neighbor. I can't wait. Yeah. I, this whole new genre of video games when you're creeping around in people's houses and scary stuff happens, I'm really into it. Me too. I might just start creeping in people's houses for real. Oh my God. Uh, but we're going to be playing uh, Until Dawn, Until Dawn Rush of Blood, Hello Neighbor. Uh, basically, you tell us what to and play. Layers of Fear, I think, too. Yeah, Layers of Fear. We played that a few weeks ago. Tell us what you want us to play, and we will play it. If you want to see Travis scream like a little girl with the VR headset on, uh, playing Until Dawn or Kitchen, let us know, and he will do it. He might even do it naked. And I think we're going to be streaming live, too, right? Oh, yes. Because we'll be able to stream our gameplay to Twitch as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. Yeah. Uh, We're going to be doing all of it live. Uh, We are still looking at a date and time, right? Yes. Probably the last weekend, I would say. Yeah, I would say last weekend of October is when we can anticipate to do that. We'll make sure to post it up on our... um, our Facebook, everything, so, so people know ahead of time. Yep, to tune in. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. That's it. Uh, let's get this. Beam. Thing to beam. Uh, okay, that was weird. All right, let's get this show started. <laughs>